Welcome to podcast from the unknown. 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 Okay, so we're back with Jules's mom again this week. Hi, Hello. Tibby. Um, mom. Not like that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, I didn't mean to call you Tibby. And uh, <laughs> we're gonna do things a little bit differently than we typically do. Last week, I know we picked conspiracy theories out of the popsicle stick little bin thing yeah. but we were just not feeling it no not at all like i was like you picked it and i was just like okay but in my head i was like i don't really want to do that no i and didn't either no Ooh. um Sorry. be careful so a <laughs> few things <laughs> jules normally has like a screen between her and her mic but she took it off so i guess if she bumps her head or seems a little louder it's she's just getting used to being this close to her mic well you can't hear me with it on really so i took it off but now i'm i feel like i got my whiskers cut off yeah <laughs> you feel like you're naked yeah <laughs> like it's very i feel like there should be something here it, preventing it's an adjust it is an adjustment because remember when we first started we all used those mm -hmm. screen things and then we were like god these are annoying and then we took them off and we just have the little like sponge i preferred mine yeah i'm not gonna lie you were, the, you were like, the only one that continued to use them i was but it kind of kept me from like hitting my face on things yeah so another little side note blake is not in a good mood today so he is um currently in his bedroom he was banished yeah so we had to <laughs> ban it we had to butt. banish him from the room because he had a little bit of a meltdown um <laughs> I don't know if he's like getting hangry or something. Mm -hmm. It is getting close to his dinner time, but he's just not very happy today. So if you hear him bark in the background, we apologize in advance. Um, but yeah, so we changed things up this episode. We had no, we have no research. We're going into this research list, which is the first <laughs> time since we started that we, we don't have we, no, any No, we did research. one more, um, I believe it was a conspiracy theories one. Yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. There was that episode, um, like of January, and that was a car driving, really loud car driving by. Say, Jules is that. missing her baffle, and we have no plan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Everything so, is thrown out the window this episode. Out the window. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So it is gonna kind of. You're right. We did have that conspiracy theory episode. We were missing Logan. And um, we kind of just winged it. We really we, we just did. kind of winged it. We were doing like live research. We all had our computers and we were like fact checking things. Mm -hmm. And um, it's not going to be quite, quite like that, but it is going to be where we're just like winging it. We're just telling stories. We're just having a conversation. And um, really this is to share our experiences with the paranormal slash supernatural um, and it's also to share, somebody wrote in to us and told us their story. So Jules is going to read that for us. Yes. Um, and I have a few people that I reached out to personally um, that I know have had experiences. And um, once I get their stories, I will share one each episode at the end. That works. Perfect. Um, that way, you know, we don't use all of them in one sitting. Yeah. Um, we can kind of spread it out, savor it a little bit. Perfect. Um, so... I guess, would you like to start with the, with the person that wrote in to us and told us um, their story? I'm in, very interested to hear this. Yeah. yeah. So um, this is from Laura, who I worked with her at one of my previous jobs. And her and I are we just clicked. We were really good friends when we were working and we're still friends. Um, and she and I have had like so many conversations before about like paranormal and yeah. like 
um, randomly like the earth and stuff like a lot of this stuff that like we believe in yeah. her and I shared those same beliefs. So That's we were great. able to bond yeah. over that. And you said she's been a huge supporter of the podcast since we oh started. My God, yeah. Which, she thank has you listened, Laura for, for supporting us this entire time. Yes. She Wait, has listened great. from yeah. the very, very beginning and she has shared it with friends and yeah. like, yeah, no, she's I've been seen fantastic. her reach out on our social medias on mm-hmm. posts, you know, saying that she's like excited for episodes and stuff. So and we love that kind of stuff. Yes. Especially even especially if it's coming from from anybody from people that we don't know, but or people that we do know. Mm-hmm. We love that kind of feedback because it makes us just want to do it more. Yeah. And, and she yeah, yeah, she's been super supportive. You know, when we first started, she gave me some feedback on right. a lot of which and that's is great. huge. It's huge. That's it what we want. Like we want you to reach out and be like People, you know, like I've listened to podcasts for years now and, and there are things from those that I've brought into our podcast. Mm-hmm. And so if there's like things that you've heard other podcasts doing or you've seen, you know, I don't know if you've worked behind the scenes of a podcast or any kind of recording like radio station or anything like that, like definitely give us feedback and yeah, suggestions. 100%. We're open to all of that because yeah. we're just doing this for fun in mm-hmm. our house and we're very amateur like we don't really know a lot of things so yeah but yeah yeah d- thank you laura for yeah the support 100%. from the start we appreciate you okay yeah now i'm, I'm very interested in okay story. so um before i start the story it is um she said that it was very important to add this her grandma passed away in 2016 and the thing that happened with her son, Makai, happened in um, 2020, so right before the pandemic started. Okay. So she said, so my grandma passed away in 2016, and I was super close to her, and the boys loved her so much. Um, she has sons, so the boys are her kids that she's talking about. Um, anyways, I believe all my kids are empaths and highly intuitive, but especially Makai. He took it super hard when my grandma passed away. And said he had numerous times that Mama or Mama, probably Mama. <laughs> I don't know why I said Mama. Whatever. Um, tells him stuff and comes to see him, which originally I thought was something he just said to help him cope, but also didn't completely dismiss it because I felt her presence numerous times as well. So one day I picked them all up from school and we take the same route home every day. We were talking and Makai just all of a sudden got super quiet and looked super shook. So I asked him what was wrong. He said, and I quote, you know how Mama talks to me? Well, she just told me something and I just saw a car accident right here, end quote. So I told him it was okay and that we were safe and nothing was going to happen. So the next day we were driving home from school. When we started getting close to the same area, I could see Makai getting visibly shaken again. So I kind of slowed down and told him that everything was okay. No lie, no more than 30 seconds later, an F-150, two cars ahead of us, lost control and hit a parked car, flipped, and then the two cars in front of me crashed right into the flipped F-150. Wow. Literally in the exact same spot he said it was going to happen. And what's crazy is that I drive fast, but I was being cautious because I knew he was uneasy and honestly we could have crashed into that truck. I had to pull over so we could all kind of regroup because at that point we were all shook about what he said. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. So, and then he, she notes that um, her grandma is their guardian angel. Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but like also, you know, it's it's important too because Laura, when I know we kind of talked about this last week, when Grandpa passed away, I found out at, at work, and Laura was was one of the 
was the main person who helped me. Yeah, I remember I I called you because nobody nobody else knew your work number. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when when I got the text from you, I I called Jules immediately because I mean as I'm, immediately as I could because obviously I had to take a moment because I just didn't want to believe what I was yeah. reading. So I gave you a call as quick as I could and um I know that I think Laura was who I talked to. Yes. And she yeah. she went and got you. And then, you know, I, to- I obviously, like, I told you what happened. And then and you were, like, just from the get-go, not okay. And I offered to come and pick you up. And you were, like, no, like, I'm okay. I'm okay. And you were, like, I'm, I'm going to get off the phone. So we hung up. And then you called me back on your cell phone. And you just broke down. Mm-hmm. And you were, I was, like, you need just sit there. I will come and get you. And you were like, no, no, like I just need a minute. And then Laura came running out of the building and, and you know, I could hear over the phone that she was just like holding you while you cried. Mm -hmm. And it's, that's incredibly, and I'll never forget that. And I don't even know Laura. She did that. She had so many moments where she was there for me with grandpa. And I think a lot, not a large part of it, but one, she's a super genuine, sweet person anyway. And two, yeah. she could relate because her grandma passed Exactly, away. Yeah. yeah. And she was as close to her grandma as I was and you were to grandpa. So yeah. we kind of like, I mean, her and I bonded over that and we would talk about it. And like, she yeah. would tell me stories and I would tell her stories. And it was kind of just one of those unspoken things where you're like just mutually there for one another because yeah. you're Absolutely. both still grieving. Yeah. And obviously like the grieving period has it's no there's no time frame on it like right. it can take as long as it needs to and sometimes it never goes away and it never goes away yeah. and so like i think that was kind of the thing is that she understood where i was coming from because she had just gone through yeah. it but but then it's moments you know like her story and and i've had moments where i've felt that you know your grandpa is here mm-hmm. um like i can feel his presence and it, it's yeah, I fully believe that her grandmother is their guardian angel and was, and was looking out for them. And um, when I told her, I was, I literally was like, thank God, like he told you what he right. saw, yeah. like what he knew was going to happen. Right. Yeah. And it was the next day. Like that's yeah. just insane. There is yeah. no way that a, well, that a kid, first of all, would just make that up. Right. And, and even and, if they did, what are the odds of it happening just the next day? And be to be it's, so scared. Yeah. To be, like, visibly scared the, when you're going through that spot, but also the yeah. next day being very scared and her, like, noticing that. Right. And being, like, um, and that tells you how intuitive she is to them because she's paying attention to the fact that he's getting upset. Yeah. In the backseat. And right. it's like, okay, I need to slow down. Well, like, yeah. And, and I hope that does not shut him down from sharing other experiences or being open to other experiences. Right. She would, yeah. She's not like that, though, like, at all. She 100% is very much so, like, um, my kids are going to believe what they want to believe. And, like, she kind of um, nourishes the idea. She needs these to ideas. nurture that Good. with them so the yeah. outside world doesn't tell him that, you know, it's all in your head, it's your mm-hmm. imagination. Right, exactly. You must have just been nervous about something. Right. But there's no way he could have, I don't know no. how old he is. Yeah. But there's no way. It doesn't matter whether he's six or 60. Yeah. yeah exactly. There's no way you can predict an accident that's going to happen the next day and then it does. I exactly. feel like he has to have, yes, I feel like. It, 
her grandma came in and was definitely telling him but i think he's got something else like absolutely he's gotta have because he's not her youngest um i don't remember if he's the middle or the oldest um but so laura you can message laura me, said let me all know. of her children were empaths right yes all the boys yes good she been she like yeah so um I forgot what I was going to say. She That's needs okay. to continue to encourage that. Be Absolutely. open to it. Not shut them down. She, did, she would never. Good. Like, if That's you great. met her, you would be, you and you and her would get along tremendously. I would love to meet her. Oh my God. Laura, we'll meet sometime. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. That would be great. Um, and I'm interested to know if there are more, um, if he's had more experiences or, her, or moments like this. I don't know. I didn't ask her if I could share the second part of what she said, but there is another part and I'll just kind of say it briefly, like without going into too much detail. Um, another person, um, that she was close with passed away and her youngest son can see and talk to him. Okay. Wow. That's That's not uncommon that different spirits attach themselves or, or are visible yeah or could be heard by different people yes. especially if they if they if they are empaths well and kudos well, if to the, her if the two were on the same wavelength right yeah or there were some closeness in life yeah that's going to continue after death that isn't they're, something that's going to go away yeah very close they're yeah. very 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 the her son and this person are extremely yeah. close and in the way i see it with these with mediums and and people that are empaths and um, I, I guess psychics, um, I still go back and forth with psychics, but yeah, psychics take psychics off the table when yeah. you're talking about empaths and people who can communicate to the spirit. Cause I don't, I mean, they're... I got a whole spiel on psychics and how I can <laughs> yeah. be, a, I will be your psychic someday, Amber. Yeah. <laughs> but like the way I see it is, is, or the way I imagine they're able to do what they do is the spirits on the other side. I kind of imagine them. I guess the way that I can describe how I picture it in my head is all of these windows and all these windows going through them or looking in them, if you're on the other side, give you glimpses into different people's um, psyches or or what's happening in their lives um, or, you know, a line of communication to that specific person. And a lot of them are closed. A lot of these windows are closed. And I think these mediums, these empaths, their windows are wide open mm-hmm. and, and especially with people that they know and, um, you know, that would know to go to them anyway yes. because they knew them in real life, IRL, if you will. <laughs> um, but like, that's what I picture when I picture, you know, mediums and psychic or not psychics, mediums and empaths being able to communicate with the other side. I picture a window and there's are there's being open. I feel like, just knowing Laura and having met her children. Yeah. I genuinely believe that they could all, all if not, one of them, if not all of them. Yeah. Could easily be in the, the medium realm. Yeah. Like, oh, I, yeah. I believe that 100%. And yes. that's just knowing them, but also like knowing Laura, because, you know, she's also an early education teacher. Yeah. So she understands how important creativity is and not, you know, taking that stuff away from people, um, not dismissing children when they say certain things. And I, right. I also think that to an extent, in order to be that way, you have to be very in tune with the earth. Oh yeah. And so yes. and again, that's something that Laura is, is she's very in tune with the earth. Yeah. And, um, 
And that was one of the things that her and I always bonded about too. Yeah. And so I, I just, I think it all, I think your kids are born with this ability to see spirits and to see things that maybe adults can't see. And depending on how you're raised, depending on, um, the adults in your life, the, the kids in your life too, that can all be taken away the older you get. Absolutely. Oh, and I think more people are born with it than we will ever know. And whether it be their parents shutting them down or fear of being, you know, uh, outcasted, I guess, amongst their peers or whatever it may be. I believe that more people have that from birth and either, either you know, their parents or, or whatever, the things I've just listed, those being a factor into them losing it or, I guess, shutting it off. Mm-hmm. Um, or something traumatic has happened to them mm-hmm. that has closed them off or... And, and I say this because I'll go ahead and share... I'm not going to share my, my um, paranormal experience just yet, but I'm going to share... This is kind of tapping into what you're talking about or what I believe you're talking about with the earth and... Um, for me, it's the universe. It's not necessarily the the earth itself, but it's, it is the universe. And I try to be as in tune with the universe as I possibly can, because it's, it is, if I were to be religious in any aspect, it is towards the universe. Yes. Like a hundred percent. It is what I full, full wholeheartedly believe in. And, um, I had, a really, really rough year. And a lot of people did, mm-hmm. um, you know, because of the pandemic and just everything that that brought and just the energy of 2020 was just off. Mm-hmm. It was just off. And I, I think that happens sometimes. I think there are, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be something like a global pandemic to do it. I think sometimes certain st- periods or stretches of quote unquote time are negative they have a negative energy about them yeah and it affects more than just one person you know i feel like when i I see it on social media a lot where people are like man everybody's depressed or everybody's going through it right now and i believe that it's just it's the energy and it's it's really bringing everybody down and everybody Mm -hmm. can feel it and and for me 2020 was awful like it was for a lot of people but i had a i suffer from depression um and uh body dysmorphia and uh, both of them were really just kicking my ass in 2020. Mm-hmm. But when it, I'm bringing up the universe because it's very strange. And I, I shared it with my best friend, Alyssa. But I had, I had a couple moments that were signs that I was going to go through something really hard. And, um, you know, for people that know me in real life, uh, I'm obsessed with working out and going to the gym. And I mean, I was in there six days a week, sometimes seven days a week because it was my escape from my mental illness Mm -hmm. and it it helped with my body dysmorphia, helped with my depression, my anxiety. Um, If I was having a rough time from work or just in general, the gym always helped. And um, so, you know, I I really, really fell really hard into that beginning of uh, 2020 and um, I would say, you know, once lockdown happened, the gym was taken away from me for a while. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was taken away from, from everybody, but it, then it's just like, I, I have to sit with that energy and yeah, I can work out at home, but it's just something about going to the gym and, and that energy in that room with all those other people that have the same goals as you, there's just something about it, you know? So, 
once the gym was taken away from me, I more so was kind of stuck with my feelings. And um, once the gym opened back up, which would have been June 2020, Mm -hmm. which is also my birthday month. And it's typically like a super, it's also Jules's birthday month. Sorry, I was going to leave you out. I'm so sorry. That's all right. Um, June is a very always been a very positive month in my life. June and October are my all-time favorite months Mm -hmm. and my energy going into them is just always like super positive and happy. Mm -hmm. And I know June is for a lot of people, especially people that suffer with depression because it brings summer, it brings warm weather, it brings happiness basically outside, you know you can outside. go outside you can do things concerts and you know the like pool pool and laying out and going for walks and taking your doggy for a walk and just it brings really good things well you know that the gym opened back up and it was my it was our birthdays and you know we were starting to hang out with friends again after the pandemic and we got our pool we got our pool opened up and I started going back to the gym and it was just, I I was in a funk. I was like, I'll be okay after a while. I'll be okay. I'll be okay. Well, one day, um, I was, I I don't remember if it was at home or, or where I saw it, but I saw a dead bird. I remember you telling me this. And I was like, well, that's not okay. I love animals. I don't want to see a dead animal. It was outside the gym. Well, so then, so I saw the dead bird. I'm pretty sure it was right outside our house. Oh. And I was, I was getting in my car to go to the gym and I saw the dead bird and I was like, real. I was like, oh, that's sad. Like you don't, you don't want to see that obviously. So then I get to the gym and I'm doing my workout, whatever. There's a machine I use that's right by the windows and mm-hmm. the windows, I go to Planet Fitness, the windows, it's in like a strip with like a Kroger and there's like a um, Jersey Mike's and like a couple things within this little plaza. And so there's a sidewalk right out in front and I'm on this machine up by the, um, and this was like the next day. I don't even think it was like the same day, actually. I think it was like the next day or like two days later. I'm up there, I'm using this machine, I'm looking out the window and there's a dead bird laying on the sidewalk. Mm. So within the same week, that's the second dead bird that I've seen. Mm-hmm. And so I Googled it and cause I was like, that's gotta be bad. That's gotta be bad juju. Yeah. That's just gotta be a sign from the universe that some bad shit's coming. And I Googled it and it said that it actually is a good thing, which is weird really? because you wouldn't yeah, think. Why? I don't know. Let me, I'll live look it up right now, but it really took me by surprise because when you look it up, you think, um, I mean, you would think that it would be the sign of something bad coming. I mean, it's death. Like, yeah. Um, but it says, it says a bird that flies into a house foretells an important message. However, if the bird dies or is white, this foretells death. So, but that's not what I read. Whatever it was, was that it was that something was coming to an end and that something positive was coming. But I think for me, it was a sign from the universe that some bad stuff was coming. Mm-hmm. And then, and it was like not too long after that. And I, I didn't, I tried not to read too much into that bird situation, but I, it's always in the back of my mind kind of how strange it was mm-hmm. because that kind of July kind of kickstarted a really rough, like six or so months for me. Yeah. Um, that was really, really hard. And, it eventually led to me just shutting everything and everybody off. I stopped going to the gym and 
like really just stopped taking care of myself, stopped caring just in general. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was really rough. Yeah. And I, so I 100% believe that the universe is always working and it, it communicates with people. It's in signs constantly. And it's, it's only people that believe or are in tune with it that pick up on these signs. Oh, hundred percent. And, right. um, and it yeah. could be for like anything like that's major. Yeah. Yes. But there are like little signs too. Absolutely. There are certain times where like, I mean, this is completely not like nearly as major as like what you no, experience, yeah, but yeah. like, you know, in the mornings before I go to work, I love going to Starbucks and getting coffee. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I am really, really bad about it to the point where like I will borderline be late just so I can go get coffee. Yeah. Well, there's going to get you through your day. It's good. Right. I mean, it. I work 11 hour days. Yeah. Like it's something's got to help me. But there was a whole stretch of time where I would be like, you know, on the weekends yeah. where I don't get it. Yeah. They would have what I normally get. And it was like for two weeks this happened. Like on the weekends they would have it. During the week they wouldn't. Right. So it was like something I was felt telling like something you, was don't telling go. me I shouldn't be going to Starbucks. Yeah. Okay. I need to be going to work. Yeah. And um a lot of stuff happened at work in that time frame. Um just with various things that were happening there that I kind of needed to be there for. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like, I, yeah. well, I, it didn't matter. Like when I had all the time in the world to go get it on the weekends and I didn't want it. You didn't even need I it. Didn't want yeah. to go, I didn't go get it. But yeah. when I wanted it and when I felt like I needed it, I couldn't go get it. Yeah. And, and I do believe that it works in, in small ways like that. And, I, I believe it works in bigger ways too. Mm-hmm. It definitely, the universe is constantly working and it's always sending signs and it's, it's, it's whether you believe in it or choose to believe in these signs or see them for what they are as to whether or not, you know, like it's, if you don't believe in it, then you're just going to look past that sign and do nothing about it yes. or not think anything of it. Most people would be like, I'm just going to go to a different Starbucks. Yeah. There's or most people would be work. like, right. I don't need it. I'm fine. And not read any deeper than that. Like, oh, they're just, oh, that sucks. And then just go about their day. But it's like you do almost feel like something is keeping me from going. And then you're thinking, is there going to be like an accident or a robbery? Mm -hmm. Or am I going to get mugged or whatever it could be? And it turned out like I was just needed at work. Yeah, exactly. And it's, yeah, I, I believe that that... It's always the universe is looking out for us. I think it has our backs. And there are moments where, you know, like the me seeing the dead birds, I think it was telling me you this like some shit is coming your way Mm -hmm. and you need to prepare and pay attention, pay attention. Exactly. And that's what it is. It's like it. I think it wants you to pay attention. It's like Joel's pay attention. Well, think of how easy it is to become so oblivious to the life that's happening around you. You do the same shit every day. Kind of just go you through the motions. Just go through the motions yeah. And it only only certain times things will happen to yeah. make you pay attention where the exactly. universe is like you're not listening enough. Yeah. It's time you pick and pay attention. It's like when you're you your lease is almost up and you've got like a weekend to find a new place to live and it's like you're walking in a for sale sign, literally like you run right into it and it smacks yes. you in the head. And then you're like, oh my God, I found my new place to live. Sometimes it's that obvious. Sometimes it's like very subtle. Yes. You know? Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I think the universe always has our backs and I think there are more people that are, that are more sensitive to it, Mm -hmm. um, than others, but yeah. Yeah. Well, and simply paying attention is key. Yeah. Like you said, I could see a dead bird by my house and go, it's a dead bird. bird, Wonder how it died. Yeah. And then the second one, so many people would just go, oh, it's another dead bird. Yeah. But I knew it was, it was like, I just knew. You're paying attention and it has something there had significance with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Just like something with Laura's son had significance with him. And that was a message delivered by his grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. Their guardian angel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and we talked about another thing I kind of want to go into that with, with, how do guardian angels work or how did she know something was going to happen? I think we maybe talked about it after we uh, stopped recording last week because we kind of sat and we chit-chatted a little bit. Just because we exist in our own universe, in our own construct of time, doesn't mean that that's what the spirits, the guardian angels, the departed, the energy, whatever you want to call it, the ghosts. Yeah. What... Who says they have to live in the same linear time frame that we live in? Exactly. Exactly. Amber, I want you to talk about time sometime. Yeah. Not this time, yeah, but sometime. I, that's I want, a whole other podcast. A, I want to talk about podcast. time. But <laughs> yeah. Just because we live in a linear time where, yeah. you know, if you wake up at 8 and you go to bed at 10. Right. Doesn't mean that the rest of the... Exactly. We've made these rules for ourselves. It doesn't mean the spiritual universe does that. Those are our rules. Exactly. Just like your windows. Um, Well, yeah, of course, your guardian angels are going to be people that know you. I don't know that you're going to have a being that just happens to look out the window and see an unknown person and says, Yeah. Hey, you know what? I need to be a guardian angel to somebody. And I think it's going to be you. Yeah, exactly. Any, meeny, miny, moe. And I think it could be family. I think it could be friends. Family, friends. It could be somebody unknown to you, but not... Unknown to you, but... Yeah. You're not unknown to them. And I think that, like, you make more of a difference to virtual strangers than you would ever know i think it's yes. it's strange but like you showing up at starbucks could be making somebody's day and you have no you idea you, you have just, no clue yeah. and that person could be looking out for you in the afterlife and and do you think the guardian angel always has to be a human no 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 absolutely no. not i think no. it'd be dogs. no i can guarantee you from my my personal experience my guardian angel is my Doberman. Yeah. Who I always joked and said she was my first daughter. Sorry, Jules. No, that's all right. No, but I mean Gally. Her name was Galat- Lady Gladriel Angelique. And she went by Gally. She was mm-hmm. um, a beautiful, beautiful Dobe. And just the light of my life. But even from the time that we first got her as a puppy, she smelled like a baked potato. Really? And I always loved to Aww. snuggle with her. I called her my German birth control because she liked to sleep right between my husband and myself. Aww. So um, she's my guardian angel because when my husband at the time and I moved to our new house, even before I had Julianne or James, her brother, uh, we had Gally. And Gally always used to sleep at the bottom of the steps. And I could always smell her. And not a bad smell, just like a baked potato. Yeah. And even though she's been gone now 32 years, 
I still, she still visits periodically and it's on her schedule, mm-hmm. but it's usually when something's going to happen and she just, it's, it's just that reassurance. And I never see her. My husband sees her, but I never see her. I never feel her. I smell her. That's amazing. And it smells like a baked potato. Yeah. And you I, just know she's there. I think I know she's there and it usually happens either right after a rather traumatic event to me or as a precursor. Yeah. And kind of a to, warning. then to look back on it and say, Okay, Gally doesn't always show up when bad things are gonna happen. Yeah. She shows up when good things are gonna happen, but it's more often than not before. Yeah. And then to look back on it and go, yeah, I should have paid attention. That's when why I she smell, was here. Yeah. When I smell a big potato in the microwave, yeah. And I haven't baked a big potato in the microwave. You're like, Wait I need a to pay the fuck attention. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Blake smells like corn chips, so he smells like Fritos. I think that's common with dogs and their pads. Like, I don't I think know, their man. Pads Blake smell smells like, yeast. like Blake smells like. His fur smells like Fritos. But sometimes. you will always know that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like Blake. It's a comforting. It is a very comforting smell. Long yeah. after he's gone, you'll still smell him because mm-hmm. I and I know Chloe still is here. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I'm gonna kind of piggyback off of what what you were just talking about. And for me, like if if you know me, you know that I had Chloe. She was my black cat that I got when I was 11 years old in fifth grade. I moved around a lot growing up. And uh, was always switching schools, which is super fucking hard for anybody to go through because it's like you make friends and then you have to say bye to them and make new and then rinse and repeat. And it was really, really hard on me. And so when I was living um, in the, uh, I don't want to say where, but when I was at the middle school that I went to, um, well, I guess intermediate school is what they called it there, which was fifth and sixth grade. Um, I came home and my mom had gotten me Chloe and she uh, got my sister, Chloe's sister, Roxy. Yeah. And um, Chloe was my, I mean, literally my best friend. She literally was my only friend. She was your confidant. Yeah. And that was just my girl, you know, and she, we moved she, she went with me to multiple different houses. She was with me all throughout middle school, high school. Um, for the first couple years of mine and Jules's relationship, she lived mm-hmm. with us in, in the house that we live in now. Um, and then she got cancer and passed away, mm-hmm. um, which was super hard and traumatic. And I was not at all prepared for it. I mean, I don't know how you could be, but I, it just felt like it was like they were like, yeah, she has cancer. And then she was gone. Like it was, it just felt like in a breath, I had to say goodbye. And, but yeah, she comes, she comes to see me. I know she does. And it's, I never see her directly on. I just see a little, and I I brought up the fact that she was black. She was a black cat because what I see is like little black shadows Mm -hmm. out of the corner of my eyes. And when, when grandpa passed away, he was coming to me in my dreams when, and I, that's my, that is my story. Um, that is my experience is the experience that I, which you guys know about and I'll share, I'll share it in a minute. Okay. He was coming to me in my dreams, but so was Chloe at the same time. Yeah. Well, Grandpa was also huge with cats. Yeah. He, that used is to, very important to mention. Um, yeah. Like black one, he had cats, two cats in particular. Yeah. Yes. He and had a black, black cat cats. as well. Yeah. Loved black cats. He lived through 
me telling him about Chloe and mm. what you guys were going through when she was diagnosed with cancer and her subsequent treatments. And then I was, I was with her when she crossed over. Um, and my dad knew all of that and he internalized a lot of that because he could, he could empathize and sympathize, but moreover, he could see what, you, Amber, and what you, Jules, were going through because he had two black cats. He did, yeah. That he went beyond just relating. Yeah. Yeah, but he also, when he lived in his house, he helped those cats. He would get them, I mean, all, cats off the street, he would get them spayed and neutered. Yeah. He would get they them were their feral, shots. feral cats. Yeah, yeah, he would get them their shots. He set up, he built, um, he was a woodworker, so he built this, like, house for them. He built a cat house. That had, yeah. My dad, heated. the cat house owner. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and he had like a shit ton of cats on his he deck did. and around his house that yeah. he made sure like were okay. And like, you know, you could go outside and you could pet these cats and it yeah. wouldn't, they, you don't have to risk getting any diseases from them because he took them all to the vet. Right. Which he is was such a good happened that such a... It, it happened that his neighbor was a very prominent vet. Yes, that too. Yeah. Yeah, and in Columbus, and I think everyone, at least of maybe the age of forty and over, remembers Doctor Don. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had a television show on. I don't remember what channel it was, but back in the day when we only had three networks in Columbus. Yeah, but Doctor Don was known everywhere. He was a um, a holistic vet as well as being it just a tremendous man. But Anyway, he was my neighbor growing up, he mm-hmm. and his wife, Gail, and their kids. So dad would um, take in these feral cats and give them food, and he had his cat house built, and he would also <laughs> wrangle them mm-hmm. and get them to see Dr. Don, who would spay them or neuter them, give them their shots. That's amazing. And then my, then going back to my dad, who would take care of them. But my dad ended up... Um, adopting and bringing in the house three kittens two black and white two predominantly black ones sissy and sunny yes originally sundance and butch until he found out butch was a girl so they became sissy and sunny (laughs) yeah and then another cat that um could not adapt to tiger tiger that could not adapt to the inside lifestyle i was so sad I've tiger seen, was beautiful i've seen pictures of tiger <laughs> so yeah. but anyway my dad lived with sissy and sonny for i think he was with them for 13 years uh sissy passed away a little bit before you lost your baby yeah. and um when my dad passed then i took Sonny. Yeah. Sonny was uh, 17. Sonny lived to be almost 18. Yeah. We're a little sketchy on the age because. Yeah. We, We've always kind of guessed. None of us remember, including yeah. my dad, didn't remember exactly what year it was he brought them in the house. But yeah. we can pretty much pinpoint it that um, Sonny passed away at 18. Yeah. 17, almost 18. So, but anyway, my father had quite a spot in his heart for chloe even though he had never met her he imagined meeting her yeah because he lived with another black cat and it's weird because sissy his black cat had the same little tuft of white hair on her chest that chloe had 
And so, yeah, I mean, I bet he was kind of. He, My dad was he obsessed. Just, he with, just went through it. Obsessed you know? with those cats. They yeah. were his. Aside from the two of you, those. Sonny yeah. in particular was his life. And... Yeah. You have yeah. to be very, very selfless to take care of feral cats. Oh, absolutely. Like... Yeah. yeah, they're not like house cats. No. They're not he... very nice. Yeah, so that, going back to your story, it is very much so related that he mm-hmm. came through with Chloe because it think... kind of just makes sense yeah. that he would come through with a cat. And I think maybe they, they found each other. No, I know, you know? they did. And, and she was like oh shit she need that's my best friend and she needs me mm-hmm. she's having a really hard time right now because your grandpa was like my grandpa i mean he and i he was like my best friend like yeah. we spent so much time with him and talked to him about everything and losing him was like losing my own blood mm-hmm. you know and yeah. uh i think chloe knew that yes and they both were like we we gotta come to her and and like I said, I kind of touched on it a little bit, I think, last week. But the energy that I felt when they both came to see me was just literally like I was standing in the sun after yeah. being cold for so long. Wait, but tell your story about the light. Okay, so this is my one, I believe, I, I know I always say on this podcast that I have never had a paranormal experience I've never seen a ghost. I've never heard a disembodied voice that I can concrete say. But the thing is, you don't know that. Right, exactly. You may not recognize that. And I'm going to follow up on your story with my story, but you may not recognize the ghost. You know, it's not like seeing a little kid at Halloween with a sheet over themselves with two eyes cut in it. Yep, and it's not always going to be somebody sitting like, right in front of you yeah they're not always dressed in victorian like shimmery clothing or, you know yeah. or shimmery or yep exactly you know but like casper this is an experience this if if i were to say that i have had an experience this would be it okay this would this would 100 percent be my experience so i think grandpa had passed away maybe a day or two before and we had worked tirelessly throughout the weekend to get his apartment cleaned out because we only had a certain amount of time to do so. And he was great because he had really downsized a lot. He had, he had furniture, but he had really gone through all of his, he didn't have any junk. He didn't have any, you know, Jules and I always talk about, I'm like, man, if I die, you got a lot of shit. You got to, I have so much just junk of like things I've just collected over the years or that I've collected as a child and I have I have a lot of stuff, and he yeah. Well, imagine moving from a six bedroom, yeah. four thousand yeah. square remi- foot house, yeah. and you. Jules always reminds me <laughs> that a, it wasn't always that way. It was way. not always to, like that. You no, know, to yeah. two bedroom, you know, nine hundred square foot apartment. Right. It would be a whole other ball game if we had to clean out his house. Oh God, which yeah. It, had already been done. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, but I think you I know was, he he planned a lot of things ahead so that while we were going through the grieving process of having lost him, we weren't having to be super stressed about getting his apartment cleaned and, you know, preparing all of the usual things you have. He already did all of he that. He had a tab, two tabbed notebooks. He did, yeah. With, you know, when I die, mm-hmm. yeah. this is you contact Rutherford Corbin. Yeah. I prepaid it. This is the plot in the cemetery that's prepaid. I need you to call 
this company, this company, this company, I have life insurance policies here, are their numbers here, so you talk to. Yeah, which if you know, if you like know just, Grandpa, that's very him. That's he all was, brand for him. He was yeah. very, very organized. Very organized. Very he was ahead. a librarian. Yeah. By, by trade. Yeah. He had his master's in library science from Case Western Reserve, and that's how he ran his life. He was, yeah. I mean, it was add water and stir that mm-hmm. I, we didn't have to even think about anything yeah. other than, you know, we were just under the time crunch to get the apartment exactly. cleaned out. But as far as what to do and he who made to it call, as easy like, as he could have on, on all of us in a time that was, he knew was going to be just hard just in general. And, and that, that's just him to a T like Jules and I cleaned his apartment for him. We grocery shopped for him. You were, you and, and my son James were his yeah. caretakers. And he made it so easy. I mean, he made us a list and was like, you better stick I need to this. his list. Yeah. Oh and, God, and yeah. He was Don't, just, no substitutions allowed. No. He, he would get very upset. <laughs> he would get very upset if they didn't have his like particular applesauce or whatever it was. But, and, and same with, you know, with Sonny, with his kitty cat, he was very particular about her food and he would write exactly how many cans we needed to get. And, and that was just him. It was however he could make things easier on the people in his life. He was going to do it. And so we were tirelessly cleaning out his apartment, figuring out, you know, who's taking this, who's taking that, what, what's being donated, this and that. And we were tired. Uh, we were physically tired. We were mentally tired. And so Jules and I went home one night and we were talking about him, obviously, and about how much we were going to miss him and how much we already missed him and what we were going to do without him and just how different things were going to be. And Jules had brought, we had brought home stuff that was his. We had things that meant a lot to him. Like we had stuff from um just just stuff like from Clothes his like to furniture like to... from his like i think we have like his his degree i think and yeah. stuff from his job like him taking accepting jobs like just papers of his whole life things that meant a lot to him we brought home yes and um clothes that he wore and like we've said in the past, these are things that spirits can very easily attach to. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, or can, can pick up that. It's if a you residual could imagine. energy that you yeah. pick up off. And, you know, I've got some of his favorite t-shirts that I still wear and it doesn't matter. You know, it isn't like I'm going to wash the spirit away if I exactly. put them through the washer and dryer. They are, they are as within woven within that fabric as if they were that fabric. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, we're, we're bringing these things home, obvious conductors for him to come yes. and, and visit. In a so, sense, they're like a gateway for him they to be are. able to come it's, here. It's, and again, if I, can, if I can just describe how I picture it in my mind, it's like a dark tunnel and it's the light at the end or the music that they follow or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what these objects are. Mm-hmm. That's how they find us. And so... We brought these things home. We're talking about him, all all the usual, basically just a big elixir of him him potentially being able to come and see us. So we go to sleep that night, and at the time, I've since moved this light, <laughs> but at the time it was right above me because I read, and that's how I fall asleep. If I don't have a book, I, I'm not going to sleep that night. If I don't read, I'm up for hours. It helps to calm my brain that would otherwise be running a marathon reading helps to tire my brain out basically so I can sleep so 
have this light right right behind me, Jules, and I have this headboard that you can like sit stuff on. It's essentially like a little shelf right above our heads. And um, I have this, this night light. It's not very bright because I would turn it on. I don't want it to keep Jules up, but I would turn it on so I could read by it. And um, it's got this little light bulb in it. And um, I had it turned off and because I was so mentally and physically just exhausted from everything we had gone through. And I was passed, passed the fuck out. And if you know me, you know that I sleep like the dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is hard to wake me up. I mean, sometimes yes, Jules is like, I, you scared me because I couldn't, I literally was like shaking you and couldn't I get you awake. It's very hard to wake me up. So I'm passed out. It's the middle of the night. And all of a sudden, in I guess it would be in my dream, I saw this super, super bright light. I mean, as if somebody were to turn their brights on in their car and shine it directly. I mean, if you were to like walk up to a headlight that's flicked on their brights and you're just staring right at it. That's what I see through my eyelids. Mm-hmm. And so I open my eyes. The room is completely pitch black because whatever we were watching, you know, Netflix, it goes off after a while. It's like, are you there? And then if you don't answer within like 10 minutes, it shuts off. Yeah. And my TV is, it's the same way. It shuts off if it's, if something's not playing. So it's pitch black in there at this point because we've been asleep for hours. And I open my eyes and this little nightlight and it's, it's literally a nightlight is what it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is glowing so bright I don't even know how it I don't know how it didn't wake you up Jules it was glowing so insanely bright and I was like I'm half asleep and I'm like am I like seeing what I'm really seeing I thought I was dreaming and I'm like staring at it and it just goes off mm-hmm. so then I'm like Got okay your attention, didn't it it did thanks dad so I'm <laughs> like okay that's that's fucking weird and that light is temperamental anyway because it's like something must be not right with the wiring because if you move it a certain way, it shuts off. Yeah, and Amber, you're doing right now what every Just try child has been trained it. to do. Yeah. Make excuses exactly. for what happened. You know exactly what happened. Yeah, so and, and it's I, I cannot stress enough, it's a nightlight. There's no way it would be as shining as bright as it was. And it we still have it in our room and you see it on. We leave it on 24-7 because well, it's such a weak light. Do you want to talk about why it's placed where it is now? Yeah, we'll get, we'll, we'll get into that. Okay. But it's no longer up above my head. So I purchased a book light. I don't need that light anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have moved it. So anyway, I fall back asleep. I'm like, that's weird. I think about it for a minute. And I don't, I don't get scared because I so badly want to have these experiences. They don't scare me. Jules is very easily frightened of these things. And that probably would have kept you up all night. That I was like, oh, it is, it is what it is. Very strange. I'm going to tell Jules about it tomorrow, but I'm going to go back to sleep. So I fall asleep and it's like, I don't know if I'm dreaming or what it is. I'm definitely asleep, but it's like this radio frequency is is playing and it's like you can't find a station you're just tuning 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 is what I'm is what is happening in my dream it's I don't see anything it's just black I just hear what sounds like somebody trying to tune a radio and I'm like okay very weird am I awake am I asleep it's just black I don't know and then I hear grandpa's voice 
and I feel this energy and I know Chloe is there too. And it's just the energy was so warm. I just don't know how to describe it. It was as if the worst thing has happened in my life and then the best thing. And it's like, it's like a cold drink of water on a hot ass day. And that's what it felt like. And I knew it was him and it was his voice. And I couldn't hear what he was saying because again, I couldn't tune into whatever that frequency was he was speaking on. And it was like him and he was trying and, and he hadn't been wherever they go. He hadn't been there for long. So maybe he didn't know either. He didn't know the We both yet. didn't know. We both didn't know. But he was trying to talk to me and I was trying to listen. And we just couldn't find that I'll frequency to do so. I'll bring his radio over. I'll bring his transistor radio You should, over. yeah. Yeah. It still works, even though the batteries haven't been changed in Maybe that's what he was trying years. to tell me. He loved that. Maybe that's what he was trying to tell me. Yeah, we changed the batteries in that. Yeah, we did. We changed them no, a couple have, times. But they haven't been changed since he died. No. And it's been two no. years and it still works. Yeah. But, but that's what it was. That's the only way I know how to describe it is... You know, and I know now everything is digital and, not you know. My, not in my dad's world. People, <laughs> Gen Zers or Gen X or whatever they are, wouldn't know, probably wouldn't know about ra- changing a radio station and, you know, <laughs> finding the frequency because they can just pull up Spotify. But that's what it was. And, and my dad used Spotify too, so don't he get did. me wrong. And he, he, he was, used he YouTube. Very and very yeah, technical. He, he loved uh, his technologically computer. advanced, but he did have a tran- does have a transistor radio. And he, he loved his radio. I'll just have to bring always it right over. next to him. It'll work here. Maybe that's so, what he was trying to tell me was he, yeah. he needed his radio. Yeah, but it was very strange and I knew that Chloe was there and then it was it was the next night or two nights, it was within the same week. I had I had another dream, but it was it literally was like I was awake and I was sitting in my bed. And it was like I could see Chloe, but she was like in a mirror, if that makes sense. Yeah. I couldn't see her. I could only see her in the reflection. She wasn't in the room, mm-hmm. but she was in the mirror. She was in the reflection, which sounds so weird. Like, No, that's like pretty normal. Isn't that pretty common? Like when you see ghosts, it's always like, not always, but sometimes it can be like if you're looking in the mirror, you see their reflection. That's how it was. But when you turn, they're not there. And it was like I was sitting up in bed. I was pro- I had pillows behind me. I was propped up. Like I had all, I, I have to sleep with a lot of pillows because I sleep propped up because I have a deviated septum and I can't, I can't breathe laying flat. So I always sleep propped up. So I always have like a bunch of pillows behind me. And that's what it was, was that I was propped up, sitting up in bed. And in the reflection, I could see that Chloe was laying on the pillows right behind me. Which she used but I to would, do. She would. And I would, but in like in real life, okay, like in the dream in real life, I would look behind me and she wasn't there, but I would turn back and look in the mirror and she was there. And it was weird. And she also brought that same, it was different than grandpa's energy, but it was warm. Mm-hmm. It was Chloe's energy. And, um, I haven't, I haven't had an experience like that since, um, we had an experience when we were um, watching TV and we were talking about Grandpa and then all of a sudden one of Blake's toys moved across the room by itself. Yeah. We were talking we about We were him. talking about yeah. Grandpa. And yeah. it was like yeah. just Blake was sitting on the couch next to me. Amber was sitting next to Blake. And we were talking about him. And then you we looked at the TV and you could see it was like on the floor in front of the TV. It just 
moved across the floor by Yeah, and you guys need to understand that, Jules, I know you want Grandpa to come to you specifically. I mean, you want a visit like, you know, a knock on the door. Hey, Jules, I'm here. Let me in. Yeah. It doesn't happen like that. It happens like Blake's toy. It doesn't happen like every one of our experiences. Well, I know you want. I know. But you can't have. Yeah. Well, and, have... you know, Grandpa's not, like, on demand. I know. He's, he's on gonna, my he's schedule. Like, you guys have, you know, you want this immediate gratification. <laughs> yeah. And he's, like, he's got other shit he's, to do well, right he's now. Gonna come, he's going to come. He's going to come when he's able to come. He's, yeah. When you're not it expecting like, it. You know, he doesn't have a daytime or, you know, yeah. a calendar on his computer that he can set and set. Up, it's two o'clock. Gotta go visit Jules. Gotta go see Jules. But Although, by God, if you were it. supposed to be there at two o'clock <laughs> and you showed up at two o one, he'd be calling. He would, he would call be on me. the phone that night oh with me, God. going, "I can't believe they were late." Yeah. I know he. Oh my God, he used to like if I was even like five minutes. But it late, wasn't that he was me. mad that you were late. It was he, he was, was worried. worried. Yes. Yeah. Very and that's concerned. what it was. Was like he his mind yeah. could conjecture. I mean, he could take they're a minute late. Okay. Yeah. Well, it all can with, happen like, in a minute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, that uh, that is my, I would say my one concrete experience. My... Yeah, I think you've had more concrete experiences you with him than that. Than but you... it's... And in this house, before he had yeah. it cleansed, you, you've had minor I did, ones. I've, I've had, had moments. Yeah, I've had moments in this house. And it's strange. And Jules and I were just, I just told her about this yesterday. And then she was like, I had the same thing. It was weird. After we recorded last weekend... All week, I've been seeing something out of the corner of my eye. Oh, jeez. I brought it with me, didn't I? Yes, you did. That's fucking weird. Amber literally said you brought something to I our said house. I I will... I'll take him back. It's been since... And that's why I he told He likes Jules. you guys. I don't know yeah. what to tell you. It's my Sprite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I know that. He... I have to... I'll let Amber continue her story, but just before I do... I have an elemental, which an elemental is, it's not a ghost. It's not a spirit. It's a sprite. There are, y'all have heard of fairies and elves. Yes. And house elves. We all know Dobie, the house elf. Yeah. Well, sprites are like elves or fairies. They're elementals. They're not quite as advanced. They're not Tinkerbell. They're earth, water, Earth, water, wind, fire. fire. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I'm such a good witch. <laughs> uh, we have a sprite that's been with us. Um, golly, he's been at my house for 30 years. I call him the hairbrush because you only see him out of the corner of your eye. And he kind of looks like a hairbrush. He's dark. He's not very big. Um, and he flits around. And he's not bad. He's just well, mischie- he's bad. He's he can be bad. He's mischievous. Although yeah. sometimes he's just a pain in the ass. Um, things would, things disappear. And it isn't like I'm blaming, oh, I misplaced my keys. Right. It'd be like my stepson couldn't find his keys one morning. And we found him two weeks later behind a plant stand in the living room where my stepson never went. Right. Um. I lost a power adapter to my shark vacuum three years ago and just found it last week in the same bag with the one that I use. Right. And it's the Sprite. So when 
Jules moved out of the house. Jules and Amber are in this house now. And all of a sudden, I don't see the hairbrush any longer. I hadn't seen him for a long time. And then things started happening here. It's like, uh, yeah, well. That's where he went. <laughs> I really, yeah, I wondered where he was. He must have hopped in a box and... He digs through my shit. Yeah. He'll go through the shit in my closet. Yeah. And you can hear him do it. He, he's not bad. It's not bad by any means. He's not scary. No. But, but he would yeah. he would frighten the hell out of somebody who didn't recognize yeah. oh, what yeah. he was. Yeah. Or somebody who didn't grow up in a house where it's like, yeah, we have a house, right? And yeah, we yeah. have ghosts that walk up. You know, we've had yeah. people appear in the house that weren't amongst the living. Yeah. And Jules had her experience with Bobby. So mm -hmm. for us, having a Sprite in the house was like anyone else having it was a dog, just casual. a cat, or a canary. Now, um, but yeah, it he, never messes with your shit. No. It's only ever no, my and, stuff. And, and that's the well, thing. Well, he, he knows that, you know, he, yeah. he respects Amber. It's not that he doesn't respect yeah. you. And I say he, yeah. it could be a she. But, now, yeah. um, just to clarify for people listening, a... Sprite is not someone who has passed away. No, no, energy. it's not a spirit. Yes. It's an earth element. Okay. Yeah. So just like he's we think been here. of fairies and dwarves and trolls, not dwarves so much, but trolls, fairies, um, elves, gnomes. And yeah. I'm not talking about the garden gnome that you dress up by your front door, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, think of a more Celtic experience. Sprites are... Like I said, they're elementals. They're not quite as fully formed. Yeah. They don't necessarily have an outgoing personality. You're not likely to hold a conversation with them, but they make themselves known. Yeah, he definitely and does. They're not bad. Yeah. It's not bad energy. No. You don't, you don't feel malevolent energy coming from and them. And for most people, they wouldn't feel anything. It would yeah. just be, oh, I lost my keys again, or I misplaced my glasses. They would never recognize the fact that yeah, there's something. I'm sorry I brought him with me, guys. So I'll pack no, him. Amber's I'll been... make him get in my purse. No, and no, we'll no. Take no. Him it's, home. it's fine. Amber's been seeing black masses out of the corners of her eye all week. Yeah, people and then think I... they're floaters in their yes. eyes, but there's yeah. a big difference between seeing a floater and seeing something that zips by you and then dips down and hides behind your couch. And well, that's what it is, too. It's like it's like they're there until you see them and then they gotta hide. And and I feel like I only ever see him out of the corner of my eye. You but he never, does. You will never see him face on. He does well, make himself known. Go he, ahead, Jules. Um, also, so not this past Friday, but the Friday before, I had an eye doctor's appointment, and they're making me wear my contacts again. Yeah. Well, when I was driving to meet you guys at the store, I kept seeing black out of the corner of my eye, which I don't see when I have my glasses on. Right. So I was like, oh, maybe it's my contacts. But I would look, and it wouldn't it wouldn't be there. And it only happened sometime, and it was when I was well, driving. Well, they attached themselves to you. I mean, I know that our hairbrush was never... Well, I always thought he came as part and parcel of the house, but then I realized he was he could attach himself. I don't know that he's ever gone with James, although he likes you, Jules. He no, like he fine. likes Jules. He gets attached that's to fine. you. And, he has moments but, where he's like he fucks with your stuff, but I think it's out of love. I think he just think he likes just you a lot. He, he feels yeah. he feels comfortable here, Amber. You yeah. Know? I mean, it, it's not to say he doesn't like you too, because yeah. obviously he does, or he wouldn't be here. But yeah. Yeah, they're not mean. No. Yeah. Um, I would say the majority of people have sprites of some nature in their house. 
they don't recognize it. Mm-hmm. They may see it, you know, as, I don't know, as a dust bunny or right. as a floater in their eyes. But no, they they like people. They yeah. just, you know, they used to be a much larger part of the world until human beings became such as we are. Quit believing in fairies, quit believing in elves. Yeah. yeah. Quit believing in supernatural things. Well, quit seeing them in flowers. Quit seeing them in yeah. brooks. But he's he's here. Yeah. And yeah. I and, and it's been since you came last week and recorded with us. Well and the thing is I really I joke about telling him to get in my purse and come on, you're going home yeah. with me. Yeah. Like some toddler who's yeah, been bad exactly. at the mall. Come <laughs> on, exactly we're going home right but now. He has I can't mess make with him anything. do it. He'll come he'll, he'll come, come when he's ready. When here and I just saw him. Yeah. Um, I just saw him. I have another experience to share, okay. and it will be my last one. I won't, because you need to share yours, too. No, the Sprite was mine. Oh, the Sprite was your... Do you want yes. to talk about James's really quick? Um, or probably not. No, I'm going to save that for another time. Okay. Um. So, over this past summer, um, I think you were sleeping out on the couch, and I was getting ready to go back. It was... um. I didn't have to go back to work until the end of, or the beginning of July, middle July. Um, and I was trying to get my body prepared to go back to work. So I was going to sleep earlier, waking up earlier. Well, Blake and I were sleeping in the room and I'm pretty sure you were sleeping out on the couch, um, or you were out here watching TV or something. And I was dead asleep and like something woke me up. And when Amber's not in the room, I don't typically have any lights on. Like, she'll turn the TV on and stuff when she comes in. But usually, I just sleep in the pitch black. Um, And I was, like, dead asleep. And something made me, like, kind of jolt awake. And my heart was pounding. And I looked in the corner. And there was, like, from floor to ceiling, just a black mass. And Blake was staring right at it, growling at it. And I was terrified. And I couldn't move. And I was just like looking at this like black flowy mass of something. And I have no idea what it was. I haven't seen it since. Um, But it was like horrifying. And I know that I'm not crazy. I wasn't just dreaming because Blake was like staring directly at it. Yeah, and no, and no, the, the TV was on. The TV was on because I could see a little bit of light. And as we've talked about, kids and animals can definitely see spirits. Blake and, was scared. I mean, yeah. he was at when I first woke up and and just you know was like kind of confused, and then I looked over to the corner where Blake was looking and growling. He stood up and came and like sat pretty much like on my arm like he and stared at it growling at it he was trying to protect he was like not and then he that whole night i was like in and out of sleep and every time i woke up or every time i moved i like you know it's my job as his own as his parent to make sure he's okay so i would like pet him be like it's okay it's okay go back to sleep but like every time i would move or wake up he was awake staring at that corner I think maybe it's best that um, the hairbrush stay here Yeah. for as long as it needs to. I mean, I can't manufacture another elemental, particularly an earth elemental for you that's as caring, although a pain in the ass, as the hairbrush can be. It's very protective of us. 
and I think it's probably been here. You say it just came last week. Well, I think maybe it came back last week, but um, it's where it needs to be, when it yeah. needs to be there. So... I mean, this was like over the summer yeah. that this happened. But I'm just I saying, mean, yeah, no, I mean. But the airbrush has been here on and off since you guys moved in. Yeah. Oh, He's yeah. been going back and forth Yeah, between our place and your place since then. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I, mean, I was thinking this morning about this house and how it came to be in our family. And it's really kind of odd because I had driven past it for 20 years thinking it was the oddest house I'd ever seen because yeah. it has this, had this sliding glass door into the side of the garage, which I always called the door like, to nowhere. Why made, would you want that? It made no sense. No, yeah. I really but I drive by it every night on the way home and think, that is so weird. That is just That when strange. we saw the house that was listed, I don't remember, do you guys, if we looked at any place else? No. You guys did. You and Gary, you and Gary. This is the only place I ever came along. I don't remember ever looking at other houses, but I know when we walked in here, first of all, I think the hairbrush came with us. Yeah. And when I walked, I looked out into the garage and thought, oh shit, this is the house that I laughed at for all this time. I mean, it was very bizarre. Very bizarre. There was something, something, sorry, hairbrush. The airbrush came with us at that point and just said, yeah, yeah. It scouted around and it stayed with you for quite a few years. Yeah. Well, if you remember, um, you and Gary had to cleanse the house. Um, you know, you didn't do it right away, but I had you guys come in and do it. We did um, a sage smudging in the house. When and I my was... husband's a shaman, so he does all the drumming yeah. and saging and smudging which you guys did when i when i was going through a particularly really bad time in my life and um i remember like that was kind of my i was like i don't know what else to do like i need you guys to come in and well it can never hurt well and but before that there were so many times where amber would be at work and i would be home and i remember one time in particular um we used to have this like candy jar because amber fucking loves candy loves candy yes sorry to put you out there no i i'm pretty sure i have before and in past episodes okay put myself out there so yeah i love candy i have the worst sweet tooth you do that's fine but so we used to have a candy jar on the counter well i was down in the living room watching tv with blake and i heard the candy jar like get thrown off the counter and it was spilled sitting straight up on the ground with the lid off with candy spilled into the laundry room and in, in front of it. Right. Well, and when I went to go pick it up, I heard a little kid laugh at me. Yeah. Like it was a joke. Yeah. And I was like, uh, like they were laughing I'm that like, you had to pick yes. up a mess. They like just they made. thought it like whoever yeah, but it was. Gary, Gary and I've always believed that that wasn't, that's not a ghost in your house. That is a, a manifestation of your own energy. That's what poltergeists are. Poltergeists are not ghosts. They're, and trust me, I know of what I speak. Um, And we'll talk a little bit about my credentials at some other some other time. But a poltergeist is a a manifestation of your energy Mm -hmm. or Amber's energy. That was your energy tossing the candy around. I don't believe it was a ghost. 
I don't know, man. I don't believe it was a know. spirit. And it could be a manifestation of energy that was here before. That's what you I was gonna say. In. Because I know that people that lived here before us had kids. Because yes. we have moved, we got a new fridge. We've got a new, or no, we didn't get, I'm sorry, we got a new stove. stove. I don't know why I said it. I was I looking, bought the I was house. looking I bought at, the house because of the fridge. Yeah, I was looking. <laughs> no, I know you did. You I was looking at the fridge that. when I said, I think that's why I said fridge, because I was looking at it. But we got a new stove, and when we moved the old out, they were like little um, cars. Like cars and that's toys. Like, yeah, uh, the Hot Wheels. Little hot bounce, wheels. Like bouncy balls that they've lost under there. I've, I've probably lost a couple bouncy yeah, balls. Polar, I also love toys. I'm a child. Polar isn't necessarily a manifestation of your energy. It's a manifestation of energy it's not yeah. the ghost of tommy jones or the ghost of tibby ramsdell it's yeah. an energy mass and it could be well, a, a it could be from one person it could be from you it could be from residual energy build up over the years just letting off steam well i didn't think it was funny okay <laughs> but no i didn't say poltergeist were Older guys are not funny. But no, I know. Also, well, it laughing, I didn't think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were like, that wasn't oh a very God. good joke. But the thing is, and and I don't know if, if anybody listening, I know Jules has, um, there's that show Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I'll go ahead and spoiler alert it. We haven't had a spoiler oh my alert. God. In a <laughs> Spo- okay, major go spoiler alert. We haven't. We haven't had to. But uh, one of the siblings, it's, it follows a family and one of the siblings dies. And uh, her ghost kind of like, or her spirit like protects them in Mm -hmm. in a future episode. But anyway, she kind of explains to them, um, you know, and her whole life, she believed that all of these, that time went in a line, it was linear. Right. But they've, but all of these moments fall around us like rain or confetti. Mm -hmm. And it's just, everything is happening all at the same time, all around us. It's just in different moments and different and oh. that's the, that's kind of the way and that you don't I, know. That you're saying it could have been a past me from a different. It could have been time. a past you. The laughter could have come from somebody or something that lived on this property or was, nearby. Okay, but it isn't saying that the last. You know, you don't always have to have somebody murdered in your house in order to have spirits. In order to have activity, absolutely, activity. yeah, yeah. Exactly. It could be something that attached itself to this property in the 1600s. Oh my God, I'm sorry. Oh, geez, I'm sorry. Jules. We're going to have at least one. Jules, you're going to have to get your Yeah, you're going to have to get it together, back. girl. Um, we yeah, give you I, a spacer. I fully believe, and in, in, I, I loved that show, and I loved that moment in particular because that's the first time I've heard how I visualize time being spoken yes. and described. And that's, that's, I believe that every moment we've ever had is happening all the time. And, yeah. and, and we either, we, some moments we carry with us, whether they were traumatic or life changing or what, whatever, some moments follow us, they come with us. Sometimes we leave certain moments behind. And maybe that was a moment that that family that lived here before us left behind. And I just, and heard you just it. experienced yeah. it. Yeah. It's like almost as if you were to, you know Step how. Step into a different timeline. Yeah. You know how like you, <laughs> you know how like sometimes rain only falls in certain spots. Yes. Right. It's got to start someplace. Yeah. And you, you walk see the in, line. <laughs> it's like you can, you can step out of the rain. You can walk into the rain. And when you're in the rain, it's like you're in a whole other world. So you, so you think, both of you think, which I guess would make a lot of sense for me now, that that candy jar dropping and spilling 
was funny to the family that it happened to or whoever it happened to. Yeah. In Maybe the they, time that it was I don't think they were laughing at you. I, th- I don't think they were laughing at you. I think they or were they laughing at you. Or they could have been laughing. They may have been laughing at you, but I think whatever happened residually was yeah. funny. At the, there was something funny about it at the time it happened. Maybe I was. Because think about time, But I wasn't scared. I wasn't like I was scared. I was just like, Okay. Well, well it I'm is go clean startling. Up the candy now. It start- no, it did startle me. Oh, I was absolutely. like, what the fuck? Absolutely. And then as I'm picking up candy to hear something laugh, like a, ch- a little scary. girl laugh, I was like, oh. Kids are creepy. And I've um, watched a lot scary. of ghost adventures. So I was and, like, and I was going to bring up ghost adventures because I, we, talk about, we talk about ghost adventures all the time. We're obviously huge fans of the show and we've seen every episode. But think about all the moments they've had, all the evidence they've collected over the years that you're like, what does that mean? Yeah. And they say it all the time. It's it's residual. It's energy that was left there of a moment that happened in the past. Yeah, it's not it's a, bleeding not through a into haunting this time. in the sense yeah. that you've got the spirit of one person hanging yeah. around. Doing what the, doing what you're experiencing in that moment. It just it happened mm-hmm. at one moment and it just you just happened to to step in it's like when you walk in a room and you feel like everybody was talking about you it's that kind of energy you walk in and you're like i just stepped into something that maybe i shouldn't have yeah and it's a moment from the past i mean think about when they went to gettysburg and they saw that soldier marching with the gun propped up on his shoulder or they heard cannonballs happen and that's kind of what it was you know like that's that's i think that's what it was Mm -hmm. and i think that that is um a good way to think about for skeptics, I guess that would be my challenge for any skeptics that are listening. Think about it like that. And rather than being uh, imagining a typical sheet ghost or an apparition of like some shimmery Victorian kid or whatever, just picture all of these. I mean, these memories and moments that you're making and creating, they don't just go away. And when you leave, that doesn't mean they leave with you. Mm-hmm. And well, in, there are imprints, certain imprints that we leave imprints everywhere are we go. Crucial, crucial word. Yeah. Imprints. Yeah. It's it gets back to what I mentioned last week, the first law of thermodynamics, which said energy cannot be created nor can it be destroyed. Exactly. So you think human beings are made up of energy. What happens when your body ceases to exist? That energy does not doesn't go anywhere. Go away. Yeah, your body it does, can't but be your energy created. Doesn't. It can't be destroyed. It can only change forms. Exactly. So when we talk about Gettysburg or an area like that that's so highly charged, yeah, there were so many people there and so many people died that you might not have their woo-woo ghosts or sheet ghosts, as we call them. Yeah. (laughs) But you've got the residual energy of the battlefield and the changes, the the dramatic changes that happened then. Mm -hmm. And there's no reason that that residual energy would not remain there. Exactly. I mean, it doesn't go, oh, wait, I'm from Charleston. I better better, hightail it out of here and get home. Hike back there, exactly. And I I fully believe that. And I think that that's why why certain moments are – incredibly significant whether you recognize it or not Mm -hmm. and they'll stay there forever yes those memories go with you but those moments stay yeah and I think that it's like sometimes you know like 
you hear, you just assume it's your neighbors laughing or playing music or whatever, but maybe you were just stepping into a moment in the past where somebody else was laughing, laughing. I mean, maybe they had a gathering at our house and that's what we're hearing. We're stepping into that memory in that moment that happened there. Yeah, absolutely. I just think that you, you have to think about it in, I guess, way, the, that's the most rational way I can describe it. And I think people, skeptics I think it's like the to, most acceptable explanation. Right. Yeah. That most lay people are going to yeah. be able to take a bite of and say, exactly. okay, I get that. That makes sense. I get yeah. that. Yeah. So, um, I guess that's, that's really all I think. I think mm-hmm. we could end it there really. Yeah. Um, unless you guys have anything more you want to share. No, no I would just love to hear more from mm-hmm. your listening, mm-hmm. listening audience. Yeah. As they say on the radio. Exactly. And um, find out what other people's experience has been. If you don't want us to share names. Yeah. Dates locations that's fine just yeah you know when you comment to Jules or Amber yeah just say you know you can use the basic structure of what happened but I think the very fact that getting to know that other people have had these experiences makes our own experiences more real yes yeah it solidifies it for me absolutely makes me feel like what I've experienced was not just in my head or a dream or what have you that somebody else out there has experienced it as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I would like to know, you know, I, t- I told the story about the dream I had with the radio frequency. I would love to know if anybody else has had that experience or something similar Absolutely. to it. Um, or if that's just unique to me and grandpa. And I think being able to share this with your listening audience also underscores the fact that you know, there's so many people out there that have had things happen to them that think, I'm just nuts. Exactly. I've lost it or yeah. I'm losing it. Right. Or, you know, I'm emotionally yeah. going but, through a tough time yeah. when you listen to us and it's like, maybe I have a Sprite in my house. And, yeah. and you know, it's like when you're... <laughs> when we when got working in retail and working uh, in food... When you have a line out the door or it's busy, what gets you through it is knowing your coworkers are going through it too. Yeah. And you're like, I'm going through hell, but so is so are so you. And so, you know, <laughs> like so is my manager, so is this person. And and that's kind of how I feel about this is like like you said, and and I love that. It's like I hope that you listen to this and you are maybe like, I'm not crazy because somebody else is going through that too, or somebody else has felt that too. And maybe that'll get you through it and, or open your eyes to what it could the be. The possibility and, of what it could be. Yeah. It's like, I know that there are people out there who will listen to me when back in the olden days, when we used to have offices that we'd go into, yeah. <laughs> um, I'd share with my friends who happen to be my coworkers, some of my experiences and they would go, you know, that it's going to sound really weird, but, my sister was telling me a story about something that happened to her and I thought she was losing her marbles, but right. you know, after listening to you, it's like this, maybe, maybe she's not nuts. And I love that people always lead with, I sound crazy or I, I don't <laughs> know if what I experienced is real or, you know, but it's like, 
then and then you hear it and you're like but why why does that have to be crazy why does what you why why do we always feel like we have to disclose that what i'm about to say might make me sound like a fucking lunatic you know it's like why do we have to disclose that why can't that just be normal like yeah i saw a ghost or what i believe to be a ghost or i saw something that i can't explain or we have a hairbrush in our house exactly. that hides things. Like why why us saying that Jules we have a sprite that gets in Jules's closet and throws her stuff everywhere. <laughs> why does that have to be crazy? You know? Yeah. Like why is that something we have to I don't know, kind of defend in a way. Sometimes I feel a little defensive and I'm like, I know what I, I believe in. I don't know, just and, on a funny note, I have attention deficit disorder without hyperactivity. And the, I was diagnosed as an adult, and the more that I've learned about it is that we are considered a minority. Yeah. But instead of feeling like a minority, we ought to feel like the majority because the majority of adults that have attention deficit disorder, ADD, are the highly creative ones. We're the ones who take the risks. We're the ones who think out of the box. And while we may be the square pegs in the round holes, you round holes need to get it together and become square to be more like us <laughs> hip because to, hip we're to the be special square. ones. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the thing, like having these paranormal experiences, I feel like I have to defend them. And, um, or, or, you know, like some of these, some of these like, uh, things that we research like cryptids and stuff. I, I feel like there are people out there that are listening that are like, there's no fucking way this is possible. <laughs> but I'm just like, I believe. Cause like, why wouldn't I? Well, yeah. And there's a whole line of science. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, just because it's a cryptid, there's also a branch of zoology called cryptid zoology that happens to believe in things. They'll be more than happy to debunk them, which is again, a story for another day. Mm-hmm. Yes. It is. And I, I love cryptids and I, I definitely want to get into that more in the future. Um, but is there anything else you guys want to add before we wrap things up? Nope. I like the way that the episode was flowing and I like, let us know if you want more of these more discussion, personal episodes rather than research based. Mm -hmm. Cause it is something I would like to do more of in the future. I really highly urge anyone who's had any weird thing happen to them. Please let, the ladies know yeah um let the show know and if we'll be happy to share if you give us the okay yes we we will yeah only if you give us you have to give us the okay for that and um and yeah i i like i said i would love to know if anybody's had an experience similar to mine with my dream and the radio frequency and um just any experience you've had feel free to reach out or we would never we would never call you crazy or, you know, try and Absolutely. discredit what's happened to you. And, um, yeah, so we really appreciate you guys. Um, as always reach out to us on our social medias at unknown podcast on Twitter and then podcast from the unknown on Instagram. Um, you can find us on Apple podcast app, Spotify, and I think Google play. I think we're on there still. I don't think any of us ever, none of us ever figured out the Google thing. Do you guys have an email address? People can email you. We do have an email. Um, it's podcast from the unknown at Gmail. And so um, it's podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, F-R-O-M-T-H-E-U-N-K-N-O-W-N at gmail.com. I know, I was like, I would have lost a letter at some point. Good job. Not everybody 
yeah understands exactly it's true know, what you're yeah. saying sometimes yeah so definitely yeah also feel free to email us um and uh and if you're ancient <laughs> like i am yeah. feel free to email because yes. that's the easiest way we to stopped do it. checking it because logan signed us up for tiktok and then that was oh all we ever got was <laughs> so i logged out of that, but i will definitely log back in and we really hope to hear from you guys and um let us know if you want more of these episodes and um as always we really appreciate you yes thank and, you and um we will talk to you next time thank you thank bye. you bye, bye.